0: And what is it, Um, is it verse 18 that talk about without a vision? What verse is that? Uh, Verse 18, Proverbs 29, 18. And I like like the way um, the New King James uh, uh, puts it here. It talks about here without a, you know, it's without a revelation, without a prophetic vision. So when we talk about a prophetic vision, it's something that is seen uh, within you. It could come through a dream, okay? Uh, It can come through you. uh, And the the best way to explain this, uh, to, to just show you this. Um, but first of all, look at that verse of scripture and then in case you go to 2 Kings uh, 6, that'd be the best way to explain this to you. It said, where there is no revelation or no prophetic... Um, and I got this in my, you know, in the column of, of my Bible right here. That's one thing I, I like about this because it tells you, it you know, without a prophetic vision, in other words, it has to come from God. It's not something that uh someone is speaking to you about. Okay? And so um, it's something that you can see. It's something that you can perceive. And and, and again, that's what I was speaking about earlier when the Holy Spirit, you know, you you know, especially getting born again, finding the initial place that you could sit and learn and grow, the Holy Ghost will fall upon you. I know. Because I was in the place that the Holy Ghost brought me to learn, but because of circumstances of my own, I didn't want to stay. So I went somewhere else. Are you following what I'm saying? And and I'll just be honest with you, the, the, the way it was, I mean, you know, uh, it wasn't that I was racist or prejudice, I just didn't grow up. I grew up in a community that was, that was all black. We had one white, and she was a nun. And scared me out of my skin almost. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how, how demonized I was. <laughs> I'll tell you to God, no true. I see all them nuns get out that car. And that's when they had a station wagon back there. All them nuns get out that station wagon. They all dressed in that black and white. It was just like, oh no! (laughs) I'm telling you, I would come from my house. I had to pass her house to get to our house. I would literally, when I come around that corner, I see see them nuns. I would go all the way back around the other corner and come up the other way to the house. So you know. It was something wrong right there. You follow what I'm saying? It was like, I had a respect for God, but it was just like, oh no, I can't mess with this. So I grew up in a predominantly black community and not had much uh, uh, exchange with, uh, with the white race. Okay, you had very little, I mean, when I say very little, I mean, I can count it on my hand, almost a zero. Or you follow what I'm saying? And so, uh, but, and then as I grew, as I grew in, you know, in the workforce and and stuff like that, well, okay, things were different, but to be congregated, once I got born again, to be congregated in a community, you know, where I'm talking about you sitting here, I'm sitting here amongst almost 1,200 white people. I can count how many Blacks are in that mm-hmm. fellowship. And it was just like, my head was talking, talking again. We're talking about without having any prophetic vision or having the right, the correct pres- uh, pre-sight of being able to perceive, that's what that is. I, 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 see, trouble, notice this, from the physical part of you Because your soul has both the knowledge of good and evil, and it wants to show you—you know—it wants to show you. Well, if you come here, you know, you, you know, you heard of the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, I worked in the area that my uh, 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 my boss. um, I used to be. I used to work for Pizza Hut, and uh, I used to enjoy that. Used to have all those little kids come up around the counter and watch me cut pieces. I can I can cut a I can cut a 16 inch piece of bar fast as you can blink your eyes, and then throw it in that pan. And them kids would be standing all around the counter just to see that. You follow what I'm saying? And then uh, he told me he said he said uh, you know uh you want to make some extra money? I was in college there. Yeah. Well, you know a college student. Oh yeah, where I gotta go? And so he said, in Forest, well, you know, I'm from Baton Rouge. in <laughs> Forest was not always in Forest, to what you know of today. <laughs> and then, you know, and the, and the devil was speaking to me. When he told me where I, you know, where I was, I mean, where I had to go, it was no big deal. But then somebody asked me, said, uh, at the end of the night, do you know where you are? I'm the only black. So I'm trying to show you why I left the church that God put me in because why? I have not had much interaction and my mind start talking. The Ku Klux Klan going to get you, boy. Oh, yeah. Because I wasn't far from where a lot of them was. But I kept a billy club. I say, I know they're going to beat me, but I tell you what, I'm going to hang up on some before they take right. me down. Is that right? That's my mindset. Scared as a dickhead, boy. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And so my point is, is that God can show you something. But if you don't meditate on that truth, Amen. you don't let that truth germinate in your heart. Because that's where you got to get to your soul. It's got to filter through your soul before the Word itself can have, the Spirit itself can have complete control and navigate your steps. Amen. Yes, sir. A couple of days ago, my old grandson came up to me and he said, Pop, ah, pick a letter, any letter. I said, okay, B. He said, what that stands for? I said, "Ball." He said, okay, pick up your B. Look, right there, take that B, and there's an A. There's two L's. Pick them up, and he said, "What that spell? I said, "Paul." Oh. He said, "You got it." <laughs> <And> he <laughs> had that vision that picking up those letters in the air. See? Look right there. There's the B. Right. Oh. Perception, that, and that's what, and that's what a prophetic vision it means to perceive. See, it means that you can perceive. And then not only once you can foresee, you can see it, then you have to conceive it. And so, you know, uh, and, and sharing, sharing with, because this is, look, most time, people would think that because God reveals something to you that you are easily going to just go ahead on and walk in it. No, you're not. Based on where your background is, based on things... Right or wrong, you're going to, until it has been spiritually washed, some things been pulled down on the inside of you, some things been kicked out, some things been thrown away on the inside of you, you will still, you could be born again, but still have a lot of hate, a lot of anger, a lot of fear, right? You can't see that in people because they're smiling at you unless the Spirit of God gives you some insight. Are you following what I'm saying? So therefore, what did I do? I mean, when they told me, they said, did you know where you were? I said, no. When they told me where I were, I went up the wrong way, 50, 60 miles an hour, trying to get out of sure before I get back on the, up there where I know I could be comfortable. By my shame on. Once I got there, I'm okay. You, you follow what I'm saying? <laughs> and they had this guy chasing me. He was on the other side trying to tell me, and I had to stop at the light. Yeah, I'm going the wrong way. That's what he said. And from that point on, I said, you know what? This is crazy. I almost hurt myself trying to, because of what I heard. See how powerful words are? And so when, it, when I got born again and whatnot, and I saw, I saw all these people, and it was just like, oh, no. So, therefore, this lady, she took me to, she said, well, I'm going to take you over here on the other side. You know, this is a black pastor. I think you're going to be okay with him. Well, she didn't tell me, she, this is another church. So, when I saw the black pastor, I said, oh, okay, glory to God. I'm, I'm good now. All right, all right. And the moment I sat down in there, my spirit started going off. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? See, we don't make decisions now. Many people won't stand up here and talk like this, like I'm, like I'm doing. But I'm free. Amen. It wasn't that I was racist. It's just that hey, I had not, I have not grown like with, with, around a lot of white people. Just like the Apostle Paul, he's a Jew. He don't know nothing about Gentiles. You don't know what God had to do in His heart before He. Before he accepted his assignment. I mean, this man, when you talk about he was left for dead, he was stoned. He, he, every, th- every time you look around, they were trying to hurt him. They was incarcerated. It was because he could not be where God wanted him to be. He wanted to be to the Jewish people ministering the word of God. And then he got to the place, and you can read it in the 18th chapter of, of Acts. He got to the place and realized, okay, y'all don't want it because what happened? Silas and Timothy, which was in Macedonia where Paul left them for about a year. Here they come putting pressure on Paul. The Bible said that Paul was pressed in the spirit. When you say he was pressed in the spirit, it simply means they came and put pressure on him. Because Paul now is in a city of Corinth, and he's just like, man, what are you doing? These are some wicked people. These are some treacherous people. They don't think like we think. They're full of adultery. They're full of, They're full of they, you know They uh, 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 they go in town just for sex, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's what the Gentile pagan nation was. So when these two guys showed up, it, you know, it was like Paul was pressed to do what? Okay, let me go back and start ministering to the Jewish people. He was having success with the adultery, (laughs) with the homonging, with all the things that were going on that you don't want to be around. That's what God sent him. But then when Timothy and Silas came along, what happened? He got, he noticed this, he lost vision. He lost sight. You and I temporarily lose vision, contemporary lose sight, but the Holy Ghost will bring us back. It will remind us what I called you to. Now, you have to make the decision whether you're going to stay or run. Paul made the decision, I'm going to do the will of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So when we're talking about prophetic uh. uh, uh When it said here, where there is no revelation or where there is no redemptive uh, revelation or redemptive vision or prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. See, where there is none. But when you have something to hold you. Because trouble going to come. It's not ill. No, trouble will come. But because you have this insight. It reminds you why you are here. It's what holds you steady. It is what what will take care of the trouble, no matter what it is you meet. That 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 vision, that insight, that perception that the Holy Ghost has given to you, that is your deliverer. That's your delivery word. Every time something arrives, no, no, I was called here to be here. See we don't think much of faith in those you know in what I just said, but when you recognize see the enemy is always pressing on you so when I say Paul was pressed he was pressed in his spirit no it wasn't in his spirit he it's like we have a team here we could say the spirit of this team is good, but it don't mean that it's a it is of the Holy ghost it just means the color, you know how you say that the uh the color, uh the the camarader- yeah, the camaraderie of who we are and what we do. doing. Man, the spirit is, is high. It's good. And that's what happened to Apostle Paul. He didn't follow what was in his, in his spirit. He followed what looked good because of what him, Timothy, and Silas was doing before he left them for about a year. Okay? Now, I'm saying this because when I got... To the place where I thought it was okay. My spirit had begun to do. It bothered me. It was just like oh no. Because it was my hunger. That got me from bad Rouge to here. It was the Lord. And here now. I want to be able to tell the Lord. Where I need to be. Huh. So God put you where he wants you to be. And it's just like. They don't look like you. They don't sound like you. But what did that what did that have to do with anything? But in your flesh, you got to fight all of that. And unless you have the right teacher, unless you have the right people that God set you around to help you to straighten that mess out, you will forever, just like the apostle Paul, God would not allow him to go to Jerusalem to get his training. Because if he didn't went to Jerusalem to get his training, he would miss out on some valuable training of learning how to walk with people that didn't look like him, that didn't speak like him. He was more educated. He was probably the only theologian amongst all the other uh, prophets and teachers in Acts 13.1. He was the most qualified. But the Lord saw in him Paul had a lot of pride. Paul had a lot of arrogance. Paul had a lot of things in him that shouldn't have been there. It wasn't to the place because, you know, somebody... No, it's just where he was raised. Okay? And the same thing for me. But then as... After about three months, I said, no, I got to go back. See, the Holy Ghost don't stop working. See? Until what? You come back in an alignment of where I place you or what I called you to. Once I did that, it was just like... I was afraid on one end, because the devil talking, but I was with such peace, such joy. And I tell you the truth, boy. The moment uh uh the pastor told me to, you know, y'all go shake somebody's hand who you don't know. And man, I tell you what, well, there's a whole lot of who I didn't know. I shook his hand, and I tell you what, me and that guy became the best of friends. See what the devil made it look like? It was not so at all. So, what did he do? He's using, if we're talking about precept or vision, he was using my imagination to do what? To see something that was not there. I was painting a picture with my own thoughts, with my own words. Can y'all see it? But the power of that thing broke the moment after three months of me going back to where I originally, where God originally had sent me. And that's the reason why I can teach to all race of people. Why? Because Part of this calling in my life is to teach to all nationality of people, regardless of what your color is. I don't even look at it. If you wouldn't tell me who what your color is, I wouldn't even think about it. Are y'all following what I'm saying here? Because we're the body of Christ. It's not a color, the body of Christ, we all look the same. See, so you're trapped, you're trapped on looking at this outer rather than knowing looking at the inner we all are the same and that's what we miss it but i wanted to open up with that to uh and start to ask, you know answering your question why again when a person don't have a prophetic insight that means The Holy Ghost have to give you something that you can see in the spirit in your mind's eye, and that is what keep you grounded. Yes. That reminds me of Pastor Jose from our church. Yeah. Mm hmm. And God told him, No, to teach everybody. hmm. And he's like, Really? I I don't speak that good, you know? <laughs> and he's like, But uh, it's just, uh, uh, I was thinking about that a lot when you were talking because he, he has a uh, such a such a good testimony, you know? Mm hmm. That's something you can't you can't do. It's kind of like Brother Gerald at the nursing no home, stuff like that. You know. Well, see the thing about that is, again, like I said, when your heart is open, when your heart is pure before God, you will, you will allow the Holy Spirit to bring you in alignment. Why? Because notice this: the the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to bring us in alignment of our born again spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is one that is at work in your soulless man. He's the one that's making course correction when you allow him. Now, if you fight him, he's going to pull back. He's going to back off. Are you following what I'm saying? And when, when he back off, you, you, you don't even realize the mercy of God that's taking place. But then you start experiencing all kind of little close niche here, close niche there. And Some people never really find the proper place that God has allotted for them. Why? Because of their feeling. I mean, just some of the same thing I went through. If I didn't have the correct teaching, there's no telling where I would end up. All lopsided. Are you following the saying? No. No. So the you know, the uh uh the next thing here is is that again, you gotta have you have to have perception, you have to have sight, you have to have understanding. Okay, and so my wife sent me uh, this little Greek word here, uh It it is to see, to perceive, and attend to. I'm talking about where there is no revelation, mm-hmm. to perceive. Yeah. Just think about that. So you see, in order for you to perceive, you have to use your imagination. Okay. Now watch the take take go to go to Hebrew chapter eleven and look at verse one. And let's focus on the word, put focus upon the word hope. Because, you see, if you're going to use your perception to see, and I'm going to show you in in Mark chapter 4 how Jesus said, you know, see, when you don't have no perception, that means because you harden your heart. Okay? It says, now faith is what? The substance of things What? Hope for is the evidence of thing what? Not seen. Now notice this. Before faith has substance, notice this. It has to have something that it can receive from. Faith is, is a receiver of what? Of the thing hope. Notice this thermostat on the wall. This thermostat can't cool or heat this building. But we can set the desired temperature, and the unit on the outside will kick in and begin to do what: cool or heat the building to the desired temperature that the thermostat set. That's hope. That's the goal setter. But it doesn't heat. It doesn't cool. It's it's wires that's connected that's sending a signal to that machine to that 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 that, that machine outside. Is that right? Well, that's what hope does. Hope is a blueprint, a goal setter. Hope is a positive impulse to your imagination. That's what hope is. It's a positive impulse to your imagination. Why? We all have an imagination. Our imagination is not just used for just evil. Our imagination is used for both good and evil. God gave us our imagination, but remember, Romans six sixty three, uh, Romans six uh, sixteen says, "Know you not to whom you yield yourself servants? His servant you become." That means you and I are the subject. So if I yield myself to the as a servant to wrong, then guess what? The only reason why wrong came about in my life or got the wrong result is because open the door for it. Now, it doesn't affect my spirit, but it does affect the vision. It does affect the call that God has given unto me. Why? Because I've allowed something to interrupt the flow. Can y'all see that? Yeah. What you focusing on. And so notice this. So he said, now faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for the thing that you really expect. And now notice it. The hope is of God. The faith is of God. Okay? Case, okay, so put it in the uh, classic amplifier. Watch this. Now, faith is what? See, it's the assurance. Now, faith has to be, if it is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of a thing, then that means faith has to be in something or someone. That's the Greek uh, meaning. Faith, Our faith has to be in something or of someone. Now faith, right here, we're talking about biblical faith, but you can have faith in your spouse. Right? You can have faith in your employer. Right? You can have faith in, in, in relationships. But that's not the faith we're talking about. The faith that we're talking about, it, it's the same thing, but the perception that we're trying to give you right here, your faith has to be in God. So in other words, if my faith has to be in God, then you have to know that it is impossible for me to please God without faith without having this assurance without having this this confirmation the confirmation is the word the confirmation is what Jesus already did already obtained you have to know that you have to hold fast to that right why because the storm is coming to do what to disrupt to get you to turn loose not physically, but with your words. Like you say, words is holding us in place in your mind's sight, what you can't see, what you can't feel. Okay? Watch this. Now, y'all can interrupt. Now, faith is what? The assurance. The what? The confirmation. The title deed of the thing we what? Hopeful. Watch this. Being The proof of what? Things we do not what? See. You can't see it, right? But you can still, you you can't see it with your natural eye, but I can see it through the word because that's what a prophetic vision is. You can see it in your mind's sight. I can't see it with my natural eye. I can't testify of it. I can't hardly express it right now, but I saw it. Absolutely, because that's what you have to have to, uh, to do what? To hold you steady through that. Well, the attack is because of the vision. The attack is because of the revelation. The attack is because of the truth that you and I embrace. And if you don't recognize it, then you will be offended and say, you know what? No, I'm done with this. I, I don't need this. So what you and then you don't realize you're pushing God away. Because it's God that got you going this way. He gave you the word so that you'll be able to what? Stand and say. Hmm? See, your words, your words is what's opening, what opened the door. It's open the Red Sea. Right? It's to, that's why Jesus said, whosoever shall say, Mark eleven twenty three. 23, whosoever will say to what? This mountain. That mountain is anything in our life that look like it's impossible. It ain't going to happen. Forget it. It's finished. It's over. In the natural. But our faith is not based on natural evidence. Our faith is based upon the finished works of Christ. So our words coming in agreement with his word, it will remove the yoke and it it will destroy the burden, right? It will cause the door to open. So if you keep your mouth closed to the prophetic vision, to the prophetic word, to the prophetic thing that God has placed you, then that's why the enemy is running roughshod over you because your mouth is closed. As Mark Hankin will say, you can't speak to your mountain with your mouth closed. <laughs> no. You, you, you know, as the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4.13, we have in the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we speak and therefore what? We believe. So you can't speak to you can't you can't speak to your mountain with your mouth closed. You have to speak in a manner according to what you have conceived or what you have perceived that the Spirit of God gave you. He gave you an assignment. He gave you a place. He gave you what. Now you have to take what he gave you and begin to make that mountain move. Let's put that in demonstration so you can see this a little bit better. We're going back to it. Okay, Casey, so go to uh, Mark chapter 11. Look at verse uh, 12. Let's see, let's see this in demonstration. Jesus, when he spoke to the fig tree. Now, we know the verses. But how often when we are confronted with a trouble, with an issue, do we use the same concept? Or do we just let that issue just slap us around? Boom. You know, them thoughts just slap you around. Your head work. Another negative thought. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, you got to stop them thoughts. For you know it, you've been left your job. Right? All right. It said on the day following when they put it in King James or uh, Casey. On the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Now, Jesus, you know, I know it's kind of hard to figure, you know, I mean, he's God how he's hungry. Well, his humanity decided, he's a man. He got to eat, right? Got to use a bathroom, right? He got to brush his teeth. got to wash his face. You and, He have to rest. He got to go to sleep. Now, that's God. Yep. But he's man too. Right? And seeing a, a fig tree of far off having leaves came, if happily he may find anything there on And when he came to it, he found nothing but what? leaves the tree says for the time of figs was not yet next verse and jesus answered and said unto it the tree said what for the time of figs was what not yet and jesus answered said no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever he spoke nine words and the disciples heard him now that make it sound that make it sound like jesus was cruel Cursing that trick that fig tree like that. No, he's the Word. The Word created that tree, and it has been now. now Casey put that put that put that verse in, in the class before I knew it was in the class at Amplify uh, a closer associate, Well, matter of fact, Andrew Womack Ministry call Israel horticulture department and discover that hey. That is a real thing. That tree had leaves; it should have had figs. So it wasn't to the place that, whereas, you know, it was out of season. If it had leaves, it was supposed to have figs, and that's why he spoke to the tree. Then I later discover, look, and he said to it, "No man, no, no one." Uh, uh, uh go back to verse uh, thirteen, case. K- And seeing in the distance a fig tree covered with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. For in the the fig tree, the fruit appears, where? At the same time, the leaves. Now, he's the the word. He created it. I discovered this afterwards. He said, but when he came up to it, he found nothing but what Lee, for the, for the fig season had not yet come. That's what the tree said. Now, just think about your circumstances, my circumstances, whatever, God has given you a directive. And it tells you it's not time for this. It's not time to open up this business. It's not time to start this. It's not time to do that. The economy is saying this. No one is not going to give you any money to do this. No one is not going to do anything to. God is not moved by none of that, Amen. Right. right? Watch this, and then next verse, case. And he said unto it, No one ever again shall eat fruit from you. And his disciples were listening. Wow. To what he said, right? Now, 24 hours and pass. Drop, go down there to the verse 20, uh, Casey. And note, now Matthew's account says it happened immediately. It did. But it's just 24 hours, then come and gone, that tree was already dead the moment Jesus spoke words to it. What I'm trying to get you to see is, is that if you're going to be able to see, notice this, the word of God itself give us. The image in our imagination. That's why he said, let us make man in our what? Image and likeness. That's what you have. That's what that image and likeness is not color. That image and likeness that you can perceive what words are saying. And you can see it in your mind's sight. What words is what is doing. It's articulated. It's it's drawing. It's kind of like if we if I if I bought this thing. And, and, and they had to put it together. what what is going to have on the box? That instruction, but what else? A diagram. So you see, you use your mind's sight to do what to see how that thing is put together. See image and likeness. that's how God created us. So you have to be able to see. You know, without seeing with the natural eye what God is saying. Why? Because that's hiding that word in your heart. That's what you meditate on. That's what you should be sitting out every day at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day. What are you doing? I'm meditating. I'm getting this thing deeper and deeper on the inside of me. I'm getting more understanding about what God is saying to me about this. I'm being strengthened as I go along the way. That way you won't quit. Because it's not if trouble comes, it's when it comes. Right? And when it comes, you want to be able to have something to say. And notice it said, and on the morning, when they they were passing along, they noticed that the fig tree was what? Wilted and completely, wilted completely away to its what? To its root. Next verse. And Peter remembered. And said to him, Master, look, the fig tree which you what? You doomed or cursed, it has what? It withered away. Look at Jesus' yeah. reply. This is the part I love so much. Jesus said to him, what? Have faith where? How long? Constantly. Constantly. Yep. To, to let me, my mind has to be set to think constantly. Is that right? When you think of the word constantly, that means there's never a break. It's your mind have to be set in that direction to think like God all the time. And that's the reason why we're here. We're called the school of the spirit or oh, I call it you know Grace Institute Bible school but because of the day you know school of the spirit to do what to help us enlarge us remind us so that when we leave here I don't care what my discouragement was yesterday I don't care how things didn't go the way I wanted to go I'm getting back I'm getting back in the race I'm standing still I'm standing and I'm reminding myself of what the word God gave me if God said have faith in God because that's what your faith has to be. Your faith has to be in something or someone. You can't do this on your own. Creation was not made by you. Creation was made by your father, the word. And the word, notice this, you and I were born again with what? The word. Can you see that? So notice this, the faith that we now have is what? It's the faith of Christ. So there's no such thing as it won't work. It's not my faith. It's his faith. He's showing us how he did it. Look at verse twenty-three. Verse twenty-three says what? Truly, I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, do what? That mountain is what? It's not anything again that appears that is giving you trouble. It it appear. You need to give up. It appeared you need to make a detour. It appeared that, you know, you didn't hear God. It just looked like, it just sounded like, right? He said, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart. See, you can't have no doubt. Well, you know the doubt can't be in your spirit. Can you see it? So you're going to doubt by what? What you see. What see, the entrance into a man's heart is, notice this, it's in three things. How you see, how you hear, and what you're saying. That's the entrance into your heart. That's the entrance into your soul. And that's the reason why natural unbelief is so deadly. Why? Because you could have experienced laying hand on the sick, casting out devils, seeing the dead raised. And then for whatever reason, someone bring a situation to you and all of a sudden, you don't have the same conviction. Well, what happened? You got unfocused. Can you see it? It happened to the disciples. It can happen to you and I. Notice this. He said, I said, whosoever will say to this mountain, be lifted up, thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all. Huh? In his heart. But do what? Believe what? That what? Who say it? Huh? What you say? What are you saying then? That dumb thing always gives me problem. I hit my foot on that thing every time I come every time I come around that corner. Well guess what? you got a, a law emotion <laughs> until you change what you are saying, you won't have a different result. Can you see that? And that's what Jesus' is trying to say. You know what he said. If, he said, you could say, be lifted up, thrown into the sea, and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believe that those things, what? What he says will take place, and it will, what? Be done for him. See, the problem is if we don't really believe what we're saying. You're having what you say, but it's on the side of doubt and unbelief. But look at verse 24. He said, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe. That means trust and be confident that it is what? Granted to you and you will what? It didn't tell you when you're going to get it or when it will show up. But the moment you spoke it, it's on its way. You are the possessor of it. Until you use words to do what? To cause faith to lose its grip. That's right. It's like insurance on your car. You can have insurance on it, and you ride and you ride, but all of a sudden you you say, well, you know what? I'm tired of paying insurance. I ain't paying no more insurance. You may not hit somebody, but somebody didn't hit you. Right? Tow up your car, you, 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 no, you got to pay for it where? out of your pocket. They don't have no insurance. What happened? It was like, all that, you can't call the insurance company up and say, Matt, all that money I've been, I've been paying you, your insurance company, and now all of a sudden I got an accident." Well, what are you gonna say? Well, look, I saw you. You stop paying. You 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 stop paying the insurance. I can't do nothing about that. But what about all the money I put in there at first? Don't work like that. You will cover That's right. <laughs> 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 that's right. You will cover. And nothing happened then. Is that right? So, so Jeremy's the one who would work that insurance. But but that's how it is. And so you may not have you may not be able to physically see it at the moment. But if you won't let go of that promise, because that's Jesus speaking, if you don't let go of it, then guess what? It will manifest itself. You have to hold fast. That's what faith is all about. It's holding fast to the word of God, believing and acting on the word that he gave you that you cannot see. There's no physical evidence. There's nothing in the natural says, I can depend on this. I can lean up on this. With your physical sight, it would discourage you. Hmm? That's why you have to have that hope. You have to have that prophetic uh, insight in you so that you can understand, so that you can see it. Okay, we're gonna close with this. Go to Mark chapter four and look at verse uh um first go to Matthew 13, 15. Matthew 13, 15 and put it uh in the amplifi- I mean the uh, King James, Matthew 13, 15. Is that it? Oh, Matthew. Yeah, that, I know that didn't look right. I finished saying, whoa, wait a minute now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. He said, for this people's heart is wax growth. You know what wax growth is? Wax growth means little by little. You don't. Your heart don't become hardened all of a sudden. When I was a kid, in school, we used to be able to make candles. And you would take this, what do you call that thing? The wick. And you put it in that hot liquid wax, drop it in there and take it out. What it does? It forms. That's right. Drop it in there again, what it does. That's what this means, wax growth. Little by little, you become hardened. Little by little, you become you walk in unbelief. Why? Because you didn't change your perception. See, and that's why Jesus said, for this people's heart is wax growth, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes, they have closed. He, he's not talking about their natural eye, and he's not talking about their natural, he's talking about their understanding. Is that right? Let's see, put that in the classic Amplified Casey. I think, I think you could yeah. Watch this. For this nation's heart is grown gross, fat, and dull. And their ears are heavy and difficult of hearing. Why? Because you allow so many other things to do what? That's right. Confuse you. Notice this. And their eyes they have tightly closed. That means their perception they can't even see the word. They they have put the word down. They stop receiving. They stop speaking. They stop thinking on it. The knowledge of good and evil is present with you. So if you don't keep if you don't (laughs) if you don't put your set your mind on to think what the word of God said, then it will by default it will start thinking just what it was conceived in. Right? For they have tightly closed their eyes. He said, lest they see and perceive with their eyes. Whoa, that's your imagination. And hear and comprehend, notice it. the sense with the ear, with their ears, and grasp and understand with their heart and turn, I should heal them. Is that right? Next verse, case, and then he goes on uh, and talk. But I, I want to show you Mark, Mark four, and this is where I close it. Mark four, and I want to say verse twenty one. Mark four. Let's see. Yeah. Okay, there you go. He said, and he said to them, "Is a lamp brought in to be put under a peck measure or under a bed, and not to be put on a lampstand?" He's not talking. He's using something physical, like a lamp. You know what a lamp is meant. You nobody take a lamp and do what? Put it under. We're not going to take a lamp and put it under the chair, right? No, put it under the bed, right? Right. Is to put on a stand so when you walk in you can do what? Well, that's what he's talking about. Your perception. The word give light to your understanding. Hmm. What does the scripture says in what is that? Psalm one nineteen one thirty. The entrance of God's word give light. Is that right? The entrance of God will give light. Watch this to your path. Watch this, and he, and uh, next verse, Casey. He said things are hidden temporarily only as a means to revelation. That temporarily means that it has to develop in your heart first. That's why you just don't speak out a lot of things of what God is saying before it catch root. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? It's like if you went and plant t- tomatoes or cucumber, You don't go out there the next day and dig it up. It's hidden for a reason. So germination can take place. Your heart and the word of God, the word is the seed and your heart, is the ground of your heart. It has to germinate with your thinker. It has to germinate with you so that you can begin to see it. so you, It can have a root system. Why? Because somebody can come along like Glenn and say, well, Matt, man, I know you've been believing for that car for a while, but I'm gonna tell you, brother. Nobody else ain't gonna tell you. Now I'm a, I'm your good friend. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> you been now? How long you been standing for that car, Matt? And then Glenn comes on. Think about it, brother. If God wanted you to have it by now, man, I'm sure enough you would have had it, right? I was almost talked out of my out of a house like that a good friend of mine man scared the dickens out of me if it wasn't for this brother I had with me in the Lord it was like he said, man, he's just jealous. I didn't know how to handle that. I didn't think nobody in the body of Christ would be jealous of one another, you know, of thing. Because I didn't make this happen. God made that happen. I didn't, I mean, a lot of things was happening for me, and I didn't even know how they were happening in that manner. And but I had this older brother in the Lord, you know, kind of like supposed to be like a mentor. And he was more of one that was trying to tear me down because I was moving in the things of the kingdom of God or manifesting things faster than he was. But I wasn't looking at that. I was just so moved to know I can apply the word, and it works. So he said, "Things are temporarily are, are hidden, temporary only as a mean to revelation. For there is what nothing hidden except to be what revealed." God wanted to be revealed, but not before germination take place in your heart. Not before you are confident that this is the will of God. And so, when you do speak of it, that's why you change. Speak of everything so fast. Got to hold it dear to your heart because everything that you think is dear to your heart is not of God. Sometimes you can eat too much peace and wicked with a revelation, and it's not. It's just that you got too much of that tomato sauce. All right. He said, no, it's anything temporarily kept secret except in order that it may be made known. Here we go. This last couple of verses I want you to see. If any man has ear to hear, let him be what? Listening. That's why faith come how? By hearing and hearing until understanding comes. Okay. Let him perceive and what? Comprehend. But in order for that to happen, you have to keep listening. That's why, you know, I'm going to finish saying, that's why we have cassette tape. Well, we don't have that no more. <laughs> 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 you know, I go way back. <laughs> I'm rather we had a cassette tape. <laughs> you remember that, Jeremy? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. They won't put no new tape. We put tape on. He brought back memory. <laughs> he old school. <laughs> he tell how bad he was. <laughs> so he said, if any man had ears to hear, let him do what? Be listening. And let him perceive and comprehend. This is what I want you to see. Verse 24. And he said to him, to them. Be careful what you are what? Hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. Notice what he said. If it's the truth, what can happen to a lie? That's right. Be careful. He notice what he said. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge. Notice it didn't say faith. I don't need more faith. What I need, what? More knowledge. Hmm? I need more patience to do what? To keep me steady. So I don't quit, that's what patience is. Patient is endurance. It keep you on the road of being steady. It keep you on the road of saying, I'm not gonna quit. It has, that patience is a staying power. I'm gonna stay the course. I know it's not going the way I want. I know I got this negative report, but this is what God said. And I command this. You have to take authority over. So he said, that the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that come back to you and more besides will be given to you who what? Who hear. Did y'all get anything out of that? Did it answer? <laughs> Any comments before we shut down?